Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Canadian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I am a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and a devoted alcohol recovery coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Bracca Getz. She is a wellness expert and the Harvard educator, author of 41 books that help children's souls shine. She is also the author of a canon memoir about overcoming food addictions joyfully and spiritually. Welcome, Bracca. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you, Gina. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. And now I, I know... Many people, including myself, have had some sort of bad relationship with food. You know, we're either not eating properly, we're starving, or maybe we're eating unconsciously eating too much, more than our body probably can handle sometimes. Um, I want to know your story. I'd love to hear your spiritual story and how you overcame your own food addiction and how that inspired you to publish your memoir. Yes. So. Basically, what I was doing was fluctuating between um, binge eating and very restrictive dieting. So if if you were to, you would have no idea what I was going through. And um, I was, it got worse and worse till like the food addictions take over your life. And there's very little left. It becomes an addiction. It's like a prison. And the walls get narrower and narrower. And it takes up your energy. It takes up your creativity, your mind, everything. So it just became a really horrific way to live. And I'm very grateful that I was able to heal from that. But the struggles I can still relate to. Because the struggles come from an emptiness inside. The, the, the emptier we feel, the more we try to fill it up with externalities. And it doesn't help. The hole gets deeper and deeper because it's not a physical hunger. It's actually a spiritual hunger. We... We are, we're starving for spiritual nourishment. And that's why it doesn't help. What we're starving, what we're hungry for is lasting pleasure. So we'll, when we enjoy the food, we'll just keep eating a scarcity of pleasure in our lives. So to keep the pleasure coming, we just overeat. And the way to really overcome that in life, to recognize that there is no scarcity of pleasure in your life. There's actually an abundance of pleasures. We just have to learn how to access all these abundant pleasures that are right here for us. Yeah, that's definitely a beautiful thing. Now, as far as seeking pleasures, 
How do people seek pleasures? What do they normally typically go to? Okay, great. So this is the thing. I want to share with you, if I could, it's called the pleasure ladder. This is nothing. I did not make this up. This is ancient mystical wisdom. But it's like when they say life doesn't come with instructions, it actually does. That's the thing. This world was made for us to enjoy. So the lowest level, there's five rungs, and it corresponds to our five fingers because I think it's because to show us that it's within our reach, it's totally empowering. We can bring pleasure into our lives this very moment. So the lowest level of pleasure is all the natural physical pleasures. And, oh, it corresponds also to the five levels of the human soul. The lowest level of the soul is the part that's connected to our body. So when we enjoy a natural physical pleasure, let's say, um, like um, this nectarine, no, not a nectarine, it's a tangerine, a tangerine, right? Or an orange, an apple, whatever. When we enjoy this, it uplifts our bodies and our souls. It nourishes both our bodies and our souls. So does music, so does physical movement, exercise, swimming, dancing, yoga, what, whatever you enjoy, being in nature, This is why it works, because all these natural physical things were designed to fill us up with physically and spiritually nourish us. And if you what's an even more lasting pleasure than all these physical pleasures is love. Now, love, it sounds like it's dependent on someone else, but it isn't in prison, in in. In in solitary confinement, let's say a person thinks about what a grandmother, a kindness once done for them, and they are filled with a warm emotional feeling that can encourage them to become a better person. We bring love into our lives whenever we focus on the virtues of another. That's how we fill up on love. What's higher than that and more lasting pleasure is doing something meaningful, something good and meaningful. And I was on another show, and when I got up to this rung on the pleasure ladder, the host said um, he was eating, he ate two slices of pizza. He was sitting by himself. Someone knocks on his door. His neighbor needs help with something. And when he helped his neighbor for two minutes, he came back home. He didn't want the pizza anymore. He put the rest in the fridge. He was going to finish the whole box himself, but he didn't need to. He filled up on the pleasure of doing something for someone else. So it's this is how it works. And then what's even higher is creativity. When we put a unique part of ourselves into the world, We don't feel like sleeping or eating. We are on such a high. It's like, it's like so great. So, and then uh, only thing higher than that pleasure is transcendence, which you've experienced like 
under a starry, starry sky at night in the country, or let's say, also when you when you make that first bre- um, crack in a bad habit, you begin to break an addiction. It's like you are transcending your own limitations. It gives you such a high to become a more fuller, like it's the unity, seeing how we're all connected um, and how we're all connected to source energy and to the energy flowing between all of us. So each level up brings more connection first to thing, to another person, to the community, to the universe. And, and there's only one price to pay to climb the pleasure ladder. And that's gratitude. That's, that's all we need. Gratitude gives us the joy that comes when we climb the pleasure ladder. Wow. This is like the first time I'm hearing about the pleasure ladder and I love it. Like this is a great tool for anyone who is struggling with addiction. I wish I had that. Exactly. This is what helped me to overcome my addictions, to enjoy life and to become a much more grateful person. Exactly. That's beautiful. Yes. Because, you know, it all starts with, you know, the physical part. Then we have the love. And then just we're, we're trying to climb up to where we are transcending. We want to change. We want to be connected to source. We want that connection. Now, I have a question. So children, they come out. Are they already at like the top level? <laughs> or like where the, uh, <laughs> because it seems like as they get older, they're going down the ladder instead of going up the ladder <laughs> and living in this type beautiful. of like, world. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful question. You know, the innocence of little babies. Oh, my gosh. I have this new granddaughter, and her smile lights up her whole body. You know, it's like the greatest feeling. The thing is, we do forget. We were, before we came into this earth, we were fully spiritual beings. And now we were put inside these bodies. Our bodies are like our clothing in this world. And here in this world, we are here to experience gratitude, to actually find God again, because God is hiding somewhat in this world, hiding in nature. And every time with our own free will that we see God and we connect to the source, that's when we experience joy, because that's that's gratitude. In other words, we realize that God has filled this world with infinite loving kindness and wisdom. And once we recognize that, which I didn't know growing up, I wasn't brought up that way. When I discovered it as a young adult, that's when my life changed. And that's when there was no longer a need for the addictions because the addictions come from alienation, from estrangement, loneliness, boredom, anxiety, depression. When we fill up on gratitude, then we don't need the addictions any longer. So children, that's what my children's books are about. I'm I'm writing the books I wished I had as a child so children can know these truths, reconnect to what they once knew when they were only spiritual beings here in this body on earth, reconnect as early as possible so they don't have to play catch up the rest of their lives and they'll get these happiness skills 
early on in life. Yeah. That is so true, you know, because a lot of times these topics are not brought up, you know, between parent and children, you know, the parent and child, certain topics when it comes to habits, you know, abuse, certain things like that. So it kind of like gives the parents a little bit more ease, I should say, (laughs) to explain to the child what's going on or what can possibly happen. That way they're learning at an early age. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that. Now, what do you think was your cause of going to food for comfort? We learn early in this world, you know, that there's that confusion. And not only that, non-natural foods are designed to be addictive. So these foods, like a, a tangerine, an orange, an apple, you're not going to eat 20 of them at once. But 20, you know, potato chips, they don't fill us in the same way physically or spiritually. The the addictive foods are designed with a certain bliss point in the laboratory so that they have abnormal amounts of um, fat and sugar and salt that are not found in nature. And they take out the fiber, the water, the nutrients that we need. So our bodies are literally starving and so are our souls. We're not filled with gratitude after we consume a whole bag of potato chips, you know, but we do it because it makes you want to keep eating it. Your body's not satisfied. It keeps going. It's not getting what it needs. So it it brings us that temporary comfort because it's designed to have a bliss point in our mind of giving us immediate pleasure. Like it create it it activates the parts in our brain that cigarettes and cocaine also activate these pleasure centers, but in not in a natural way, not in a not in a loving way, the way that these foods are designed to bring us pleasure in a good way, but not excessively so that our bodies are not responding in a natural, normal fashion. In fact, the more we learn about that, when we, um, if a person relapses or eats too much, they they don't have to feel that guilt and shame when they recognize it's not them. It's the food that's causing them to do that. It's just a natural response to food that's designed to be addictive. Yeah. I know. It's so sad, you know, because everything has a lot of sugar, a lot of chemicals, you know, all these different things. And they're creating like headaches. They're creating dizziness. They're not part of what we're supposed to be eating. And that's why I'm like, you know, I want to start my own garden. I want to have, eventually I want my own farm. <laughs> As I retire, I was like. Beautiful. <laughs> I want my own farm. I want to create my own like, like beehive and, you know, have my honey there. And just so I can live like in nature, that's like my ultimate goal. Now, would you say that the food with a lot of sugar is just like, like you were mentioning, like more like cocaine and it's very addictive. What would you say to someone who is trying to wean off the sugar? Let's say like myself, <laughs> because I have, I, I from yeah. drinking, I've gone to sugar <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? I'm trying to yeah. wean myself off sugar where I don't like it anymore. How, what would you recommend? Yes. yes. You go even horizontally on this lowest level. Let's say you feel like overeating. The more you recognize it's just pleasure I want. 
it's not really this chocolate or this ice cream or these potato chips. I'm looking for more sweetness in my life, you know, or I'm looking for something crunchy because you want to take, do something interesting, exciting. There's so many other ways to add that joy to your life. The more we recognize that, then we won't be fooled by the greedy manufacturers of food that's toxic to us. We'll eat more of the wonderfully, like what's sweeter than a watermelon? What's sweeter than a, a, right, than a date? A date is so sweet. Why would someone want a candy bar instead of a date? Oh my goodness. You put an almond an almond nut inside of a date that's so much that's crunchy it's as sweet as could be way sweeter than a candy bar and it's healthy for you it's got all the nutrients that god has designed for you to have so just keep what you do is you identify what brings you more pleasure what could bring you more pleasure than the junky food and you sub in healthy foods and they are so delicious the more you get used to them the other foods taste actually sickening sickeningly sweet not in a good way and you just want more and more of the good stuff in your life and then you know you just and you could identify what brings you more pleasure than eating and 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 moving and dancing and put on the music there is so many joys here in this garden and there's no scarcity of pleasure. We can bring pleasure into our lives at any moment. And each moment that we experience gratitude is a moment we're not feeling miserable. So pour in the joy. It, it's not about restrictive dieting. It's about filling up on gratitude. Yeah. I always say gratitude creates your attitude. <laughs> so the more yes. gratitude that you have, the, you know, the the more happier you are. And one exercise I always say is, you know, just wake up in the morning, time yourself and for one minute and say out loud what you're grateful for. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely right. Exactly. And the more you practice gratitude, the easier it becomes. It's like on the on a road, there's a road that isn't traveled on. Once you go get, create the grooves, it's so much easier to travel on that road. It's the same thing with our neural pathways in our brains. Once we get the pathways, the gratitude, once we practice it, it becomes so much easier to practice gratitude. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's so funny because even talking about gratitude, I'm like, I get so much joy just talking about that. So it's just a matter yes. of practicing, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. That's what I want to say. You don't even have to do something different just the thought of it even you just imagine doing that thing and you don't even have to keep eating you it's like an amazing thing that happens you know another thing you could ask yourself the, the, these questions that have been helpful to me are is it my body that's hungry or my soul that awareness just helps you not to overeat or not to get involved in another addiction or like if I have 97 more spoonfuls of this ice cream, will I then feel full? Because you know you won't. You'll you'll feel emptier than ever. You know, it's it's you 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 develop these awareness and then it's so much easier to move on to a different pleasure. To overcome a habit 
You just need a greater and more lasting pleasure. And this actually shows you what are the greater and more lasting pleasures. You know, another thing is to say, you know, okay, I feel like eating more, but like maybe I'll come back in 15 minutes. Meanwhile, I will do a YouTube exercise or whatever, whatever, or step outside, feel the sunshine. I could always come back and eat more later. These are all ways to actually, ah, to use, I was going to say that one of my newest books is Don't Read This Book. And in here, it's about, there's always a voice in our head telling us to do the wrong thing. It's like a self-destructive impulse and it's totally natural. It's actually implanted there by God. We all have this voice and, 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 we can learn, I'm teaching children very early on, use the tricks that that voice tries to play on you and out trick it. So like, it'll tell you, just have one little piece of cake. It's not going to be a big deal. But you know, that's not what's going to happen. You're going to have one cake and then, you know, it causes you. So you use the same thing. Okay, when I don't feel like exercising, I'm just going to do it for five minutes. I'm just going to stretch a little bit. And then you feel how good it feels and you just keep going. You use the same techniques to override it. Or your technique, it always does. It tries to trick you into saying, you'll be happy once you get that. And you say, you know what? I could be happy right now with everything I have right now because if we're not happy with what we have right now, when we get that thing that we think will make us happy, it'll just last a little while and then we won't be happy anymore. So it's about focusing on all the blessings in our lives right this moment. That's how we really override the force. And, and, and it also, it's like, it's like lifting weights. That voice is put there because it wants to be overcome. It wants us to push it off. That's how we get our gratitude muscles, just like lifting a weight. If we push off that voice, then we develop our gratitude muscles. So that voice is there to help us actually overcome it. And what better way for the children to learn at an early age and practice these healthy habits so that way they can continue them until they're in their adulthood, which will then prevent them from any type of addictions because they've already have kept that ladder consistent. <laughs> exactly. And they can accomplish so much more in life, you know? There's so much more you could do and bring bring light to this world when you get these skills early on in life. I I have books about the prevention of abuse because those are all things that cover up the light, you know. And um, I have book, books about teaching sensitivity to children with learning disabilities because they are usually the loneliest children. And books about eating healthy. Where's that? Oh, this one. Let's, yeah, healthy. Explaining to children why eating healthy is so important why our bodies are designed to move, and also why it's important to get good sleep. Because children, like, they want to know why. So that's what I'm explaining to, to children. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're like little sponges. They absorb everything. They're so cute. I, I, I love children. Like I used to teach at the children's ministry and everything. And they're just like, oh, come here, my little children. <laughs> I just want to give them kisses and everything <laughs> because they're so such Aww. a blessing. I love it, you know, and because I'm a mom and my, I have a teenager who's 14. And then, like I mentioned, I have an eight-year-old and a seven-year-old all boys and they're just so loving and so fantastic so i think these books oh. like i'm going to look into getting these books because i think the message needs to be given to them i mean we do have our prayer time our study time but just at night time just that one-on-one is really important yes that cuddling you know and i feel like it's it's a book gets reread again and again with a child that's what's so beautiful and it's a very um, cozy experience, you know, together. It's like, it's kind of intimate sharing it together. It, it, there's something very special about books in that way. Um, and I feel that the message of a children's book, it gets out to every level. It gets to the children. It gets to the parents, gets to the teachers, gets to grandparents reading the books. And even I hear from teenagers that pick up my books and they, they, they read the messages when no one's around and they even gets to them. Like teenagers have been telling me now they get why they need sleep. You know, how different you feel when you experiment, when you get enough sleep and the next day you, you feel happier, you have more energy. So I, I feel like that's what's so amazing about picture books. People don't can reach every single age with a picture book yeah wow that's beautiful now how has writing children's books changed you as a spirit oh beautiful oh you say that changed you as a spirit because when i help us shine that helps my soul to shine more brightly you know that's right there on the chart it's doing something meaningful and also being creative it it just oh it reminds me i'm going to talk to you about one other book i want to be famous this boy like so many other children he wants to be famous thank god i was able to learn as a young adult that power wealth and fame don't never fill up the hole they don't bring us happiness and this boy becomes famous overnight like anybody could nowadays Someone takes a YouTube video of him doing something funny and he's famous and he's loving it. And then the next day, like somebody else could do it better and he's not famous anymore. You know, suddenly goodbye. And he's so miserable. And then all of a sudden he realizes I have a spotlight inside of me. If I can get that to shine, then I'm not dependent on the spotlights out there then I don't have to be waiting for validation approval from everybody else once you get your own spotlight shining from within out into the world then your whole life can become a joy so that's that's the kind of message that I want to you know I'm, I'm spreading to really young children I love that. Yes. And that's the thing with podcasts, shine within. And yes, children do shine within because as a child, we have very big imaginations. You know, the stick was the the sword, you know, Barbies were real. (laughs) But as we get older, 
we tend to lose our imagination and it can be recreated. What are, why do you think it is, why do you think it is that people lose their imagination as they're getting into adulthood? Oh my gosh. You know, I think so much is a sense of wonder and curiosity that we lose, but we don't have to at all. It's, Thank God that's a blessing that I have, that I can get into the mind of a young child because I still have a sense of wonder and awe about how amazing this world is, you know? So that's what I love to share. And it comes when we start to take things for granted, I think that's when we lose that great sense of wonder. So really, again, helps is, is gratitude, not taking everything for granted we our brains naturally turn off to what we see more commonly and more often our brains get excited more about new things and and danger they're wired to react that way but we if we put energy in to being grateful for those things that we see every day and don't take things for granted that's how we uplift our souls and get everything shining and reignite our imagination, our sense of awe, our sense of wonder about life. Yes. And then, you know, children, they, they tend to go onto the computer. There's a lot of screen time. And I really think it just messed them up a little bit in the head because there's nothing that's good out there. <laughs> I always think books are the way to go. Books I don't know. My favorite movie was The NeverEnding Story when I was little. I grew up in the 80s. <laughs> I was little in the 80s. And that was my thing is use your imagination. You're reading that book and you're just like, wow. <laughs> and yeah. I love I love reading. But I want to talk about your memoir. What is your memoir called? And uh, can you tell me how you got to writing that? Yes. The funny thing is I'm actually changing the name of my memoir. It's going to have a new name soon. It was called Searching for God in the Garbage because that's what I was doing until I found God. I was searching in the garbage, but I'm, I'm changing the name. The new name is going to be, oh, To Nourish a Soul. That's going to be the new name of the book. Um, and um, this book is an unusual book. And I'm Nourishing My Hungry Soul, why was that what I needed in order to heal from the food addictions? Yeah. Wow. And now would you say that or suggest to people who have certain addictions to start maybe writing a journal every day of how they're how they're feeling? How they're That would be great. Yeah, if you're inclined to do that. Some people are not tight, but if if that if that works for you, it's a wonderful thing to do. There's so again, that would be being creative too, you know, and doing something meaningful. So it's a joyful pursuit. It's something great to do. Find what gives you joy in life, you know, and 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 go for it. It's it's you know, it takes four hundred repetitions to new synapses in the brain. If you do it joyfully, if you do a new habit joyfully, ten to twenty times and you've got the new habit down. That's how easy it is to add more joy into your life. Yes, that's beautiful. And speaking about habits, what are some healthy habits people can do to create joy in their life? Yeah, like new healthy habits would involve getting a good night's sleep. If you have trouble falling asleep, my favorite thing to do 
is to start with your toes and move up your body and just relax the different parts of your body. It's so funny because I barely get past my ankles when I do that. It's not that I fall asleep. I just get distracted and I'm thinking about something else. I go, oh, yeah, I was moving up my body. I'm going back down to my toes, you know, and then and then you forget about you're not like trying to fall asleep. You're just enjoying relaxing your body. So there's no like goal. So you're just enjoying that process. You're just feeling grateful for the experience of having all these body parts that are working. And so it doesn't matter if you fall asleep or not, and then you just do. But that's not the focus. The focus becomes just relaxing and enjoying the moment. So that's, you know, oh, we're asking for good habits. But good habits are spending time in nature, all of these things, you know, an addiction is the compulsive use of something despite the harmful consequences. So it's it's not doing things so compulsively, like not compulsively exercising or compulsively. It's like more with a flow. When you add gratitude in, it, the things don't feel compulsive anymore. They feel you're just kind of flowing with the good energy. It's like you're on a higher frequency of living and it's just beautiful. So focus on what you appreciate about other people. Like, let's say you feel like overeating. You could leave someone a text message. You know, I really appreciate this about you. You don't even have to actually talk to them. Just leaving that, you see, you'll see that you feel more full easy and suddenly the bag of potato chips isn't calling your name with that loud voice anymore it, you, you could feel it instantly the change it's amazing absolutely and what are your words of wisdom would you give to someone who has a food addiction think about that and and what are you living for because know what you're living for we're really living and we were of experiencing joy here the whole purpose for our being here is so that we can have gratitude to the Almighty for this amazing world. So God just put us here to enjoy this world with pleasure. We've gone really far off course from that, but we can come back, come back to the garden, recognize all the amazing things here. That's what I try to do. Like one of my books, Remarkable Park, it's about how nature talks to us, the messages that we could learn, the wisdom in nature. And Hashem's candy store also, it's taken from um, God's pharmacy, how the fruit and vegetables, they've got so much to share, like a tangerine, bright and beautiful. Before that, it's green and it's camouflaged in with the trees. All of this was done with wisdom and loving kindness. Compare this to an orange-flavored tangy taffy. You know, even the wrapper pollutes the environment, and it, it doesn't do us. While this was made with pure love for us to enjoy. So, yeah, just go out there and fill your life up with all these joys and you through gratitude. That is so beautiful because in my early phases of recovery many years back, I, I always wanted to go hiking. Makes sense. I wanted to be surrounded by nature yes. and it was so, so beautiful. Yes. And I felt connected and everything was so 
quiet. I just heard the birds and the wind and the trees. It was just a beautiful feeling having all of the elements like on my skin, yes. breathing the fresh yes. air. And I even took off my socks and I put my feet into the dirt and I wanted to feel that dirt on my feet. It felt so good. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. The people that have addictions are the people that they, the, I feel they're the most exposed souls. We, we know what's missing. There's something missing and we recognize that and we're yearning to reconnect. The connection is there, but we don't have the awareness. The more we bring that awareness into our lives, the more we fill up with joy. Exactly. Yeah. So the more we're connected to source, it's the more we know who we are within and then we can give out that to the world. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. That's exactly it. You're, you're, you're a person like me who's overcome it. And, and forever, we have a sensitivity in that direction. You know, we could, we could always feel like we could go back in that way. And that sensitivity helps us to be even more present, more conscious, more clinging to that connection, you know, and so grateful for it. Absolutely. Yes. Gratitude is very important. Now, what do you think the, the, the transcendence part, what does that look like of a ladder? Yes, yeah, the transcendence part is about transcending the limitations, the limitations that we give ourselves, like I, the limitations of living in an addiction. An addiction, oh, I, a great quote, an addiction is giving up everything for one thing. And recovery is giving up one thing for everything. You get everything back. When living as an active addict, the world becomes gray. It becomes drained of all its colors. Now my life is full of colors again. It's vibrant. It's a whole different experience. So um, transcending is when we make those tiny cracks, we begin to live in a more unlimited kind of way, not that limited life of an addict. And every moment of gratitude helps us to experience that. We, we, we sense the connection of all the, all the vegetation is giving to us. It's giving us the oxygen we need. We give them the, we give all the plants, the carbon dioxide. We're all connected. We're all here and it's just, it's just an awesome life. You know, once we open up to, to, to recognize this. Yes. And um, in your opinion, what else does it take for a soul to shine? I know we, we went over the, the ladder, but is there anything else? Yes. Um, there's two things. We need to be nourishing our hungry souls with gratitude, all these gratitude experiences. But let's say I have books about prevention of abuse. If a, if a child has been through abuse, trauma, neglect, they are, their soul is always shining. This is a, a flashlight. It indicates a soul that's shining, you know. The soul is always shining. But as these things happen, the trauma happens we we put protective layers i'm putting i'm putting a towel over it you can't even see the shine anymore a person is they're still shining inside but you can't see it the person can't even see it 
It's amazing. So they need, in addition, therapeutic intervention may be needed if a person has been through trauma to help remove these layers of protection so they can shine again. You need to do be nourishing from within through adding joy, joyful gratitude to your life. But in addition, anyone who's been through a lot of trauma may need support, therapeutic intervention to help them remove all those protective layers so that they can fully shine again. I love that. The whole flashlight with the towel over it. I've never seen that before. And that is such a great picture to see. It's yes. a great visual. It makes exactly. total sense because we all are still shining within. It's just we need to let it out. <laughs> exactly. It's co- covered up, covered up. And, and for our own protection, a child does that early on if they've been through trauma. And everyone's been through trauma to some degree. We've all been hurt and we put protective layers on. And that's the addictions too. It's a way to cope with the pain. So as we emerge from this, that's how we can fully shine through adding gratitude to our lives, being grateful for what we have right now. And sometimes many of us will need support from others in order to a coach, perhaps, you know, to help you, someone who's been there to help you to, um, to help shed those letters in a protective kind of way. Yes. You're so, so right. Oh my goodness. I love this conversation. I can talk to you for hours about shining and you know how we can overcome any obstacle that's thrown at us. We can, because we can do it because we're connected to source. Of course we can. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yes. No, I would love you to share where people can find your books. Okay. My children have made such a wonderful website. So I hope you'll visit it's called um, getsbookshop.com. Gets is spelled funny, G-O-E-T-Z, getsbookshop.com. And you can also um, download a free chart of the Pleasure Ladder from the website. And it's much better than this chart that I showed today because it's got more details about it. So, And you can put it on your fridge or your cupboard, and it can remind you what you could do instead of overeating or some other addiction. It's really good to have that. And you can see all my books there, too. And, yeah, I hope you'll visit. <laughs> oh, yes, I will. And what a great idea. Put it right in the refrigerator. So when you're about to go for that extra snack at midnight, you see that lot, you're like, eh. I'm going to go ahead and close that refrigerator door back again. (laughs) Exactly. That's so great. Now, are you also on social media as well? Yeah, every place. Yeah, LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Instagram. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Well, it was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to share to the audience today? It, It was a delight to be with you, Gina. You are such a shining soul. I just, you really literally are shining from your face. It is so beautiful. So I I have loved being with you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Rebecca, because I see the same. <laughs> it's like, I see such joy and happiness and like everything is just, you're so beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing your story and how these children you. can, you know, have resources to your books too. So they can shine until until they the day they meet source <laughs> yes 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 thank you beautiful all right well thank you so much thank you bye bye if you are
are loving what you're hearing and want to learn more information, please click on the links in the show notes. And if it aligns with you, leave a five-star review with a nice comment.